It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Well, here, it, here we are. Here it is. It's hump day, and I'm celebrating Wednesday like I celebrate every day these days. I'm doing it at home here in this office where I spend about 10 to 12 hours a day. It's Car Con Carne, still quarantine Con Carne, sponsored tonight by CNH Financial Services. Business owners are continuing to adjust and figure out just how to do things in this new normal brought on by the coronavirus and CNH service financial services is here to help. They offer a variety of products ranging from traditional merchant accounts to a zero cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expense associated with accepting visa mastercard discover and American express as a form of customer payment. CNH financial services, ETAB solutions, easy for you to set up for your business for online ordering and curbside pickup. CNH also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs, which can help get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact CNH Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.us. My guest tonight, it is spooky time. It is spooky season all around the world. Tim Stedman is a haunt lead at Evil Intentions in Elgin, Illinois, uh, 900 Grace Street. Uh, the Haunted House opens when tim it opens october 2nd this uh after the next week so th- the first question i have to ask as the world is still partially shut down movie theaters aren't open how safe is this experience uh well i mean with anything with social distancing it can be done in like a restaurant and it can be done in a movie theater i think even more so it can be done with a haunted uh, haunted attraction or haunted house experience I, a lot of the problems is, is that when you go, even when it isn't you know, during this unprecedented time of COVID and the pandemic, uh, there was always that, you know, risk of, you know, you running into a group ahead of you, long lines. Right. And that was always like, you know, the, the, that was the points where people were just on top of each other together. There was no social distancing. It was all about getting as close as you could to people. Actors would be scaring each other. But uh, this year, of course, everything had to change for things to even be allowed to open and for things to be safe for our guests and the actors working there and all the staff. So ways we're going about that is we, that we have um, face masks for everyone, staff included. If you're an actor and you get there for wardrobe, you have a mask on. Everyone is um, getting temperature checks, staff included, at the door before you even come in. When you sign in, when you get, when you get for, uh, pick up your ticket for call ticket. And uh, we are doing social distancing with uh, the line we have marked on the ground with our you know, own logo or stencils as we can do, uh, keeping everyone six feet apart if there is a line inside the building. Uh, and same thing with outside, we're going to encourage uh, social distancing. Our actors will even be enforcing it this year, <laughs> making sure to keep people away from each other, uh, at least to a point. And then of course, we'll have hand, hand, sanitizer, uh, sorry, hand sanitizers all, all over the haunt. Stations outside, inside for, you know, to clean, clean your hands. If you touch something, we're going to be disinfecting the haunt as regularly as possible. And of course, the big thing is that we're going to have online ticket ordering at eihaunt.com where you'll be able to select the date that we're open on our calendar. You'll be able to select several different time slots. We will have to have limited ticket sales, of course, due to COVID. We're only going to allow 250 a night, you know, average as that. 
And um, the first weekend we will be having some sales at all. All that information will be listed on the eihot.com. But those are the, the ways we find that we can keep people coming in with their group by themselves. And I think I find we find we'll probably have the most organized season. Oh, I'm sure. That a haunt could have the most organized season. It's almost like showing up to Broadway. You have your ticket, you have your time to come in instead of sitting down and enjoying a show. You're going to be, you know, you know, attacked. It's just, and- <laughs> it's just like Broadway. It's just like going to just see like Broadway. It's <laughs> like going to see an Andrew Lloyd Webber production. So the, I guess the final question about social distancing and all that pertains to the actors, because yes. part of part of the experience is having the, the jump scares actors like appearing out of nowhere and scaring the bejesus out of you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that you don't need to get close to somebody. You don't need to be in their face to get a scare, to entertain somebody. And I think that's what we've been trying to teach a lot with our training, with our with new actors and our old actors, including all of us and myself included. To, um, to show the art of a scare and how you don't have to be right on somebody to scare them. You don't need to be up in their face. I mean, we've had those situations. We get as close as we can to you. We won't touch you. But with this year, we're keeping, we're going to, within how close quarters it can be inside, we're going to try to at least keep a three foot minimum. And all of our actors are also going to be having masks on. Even actors that usually just do airbrush, a lot of makeup, VFX, they're all going to be having masks on. They're all going to be sanitized every night. And uh, just trying to keep people safe in, in that sense inside the haunt and any areas that people have to touch. We try to minimize a lot of areas where there's a lot of high traffic with hands touching and the ways that you can't really avoid it, like hand railing for those. We were a multi-level mm-hmm. haunt. We're going to be sanitizing that. And um, as far as like keeping, keeping a scare going with the distance, I mean, that's, that's a tricky thing, but it can be done just by acting, by showing a scene that just creeps people out. Showing something, you know, you walk through and you have this image in your head and you you think about it all the way home and you think about it till the next year you come back. And you go, what am I going to see this time? Those are the things I kind of almost appreciate more than haunt because I think a lot of haunts you go to that can be like a jack-in-the-box scenario where the yes. actor comes out, retracts, goes yes. back to their spot and resets. I think I, I'm a very big proponent of um, keeping the scene moving and moving with the people, getting them through and giving them entertainment until they're gone. And then it's another group coming through. So, I mean, right. those are the ways we can do it. We were talking about this before we went live on Facebook today. Mm-hmm. I love the, the really good haunted houses, evil intentions included are really, everything is just so thoughtfully created. And it's, it's so experiential. It's, it's less about, like you said, the Jack in the box. It's more about that lasting impression, the, the stuff mm-hmm. you talk about all the way home. Yes. Like you yes. and your friends, whoever you go with, it's the stuff that, oh my God, can you believe they did that? Or can how you believe did they that? do that? Yeah. How, how did, why did he eat that? Why did he put it in his mouth? You know, right. that's, that's a lot of things you hear. Um, we, <laughs> we, everyone there, I mean, I, I joined in uh, 2019 in September, 2019. Oh, well. Well, it was like their, yeah, it was like their last, um, God, it was their like last actor call, I think. And I just, I said, Hey, you know what? I went to it. The, the previous year, it was the best haunted house I ever went to. I said, I want to be a part of this. I, I want to go as a, an actor. And uh, and of course, those guys year round, every year for over 10 years now, um, Tyler uh, Fermanach and uh, Mike Fitzpatrick, the owner. Tyler's our operations manager. He is a whiz kid. He designs the most amazing sets I've ever seen. Thought and the thought and process and detail we can go into it. Some haunts can be like a Hollywood, you know, go Halloween, uh, Halloween horror nights and like 
Universal Studios kind of detail that lots of money into it. Yeah. But there's a certain like niche that I think an aesthetic that Evil Intentions has. And Tyler was a really big, um, really big proponent of that. And a lot of the ideas we have amazing artists on staff. And of course, uh, Fitzpatrick, the founder and owner, uh, probably one of the best people I've ever worked with and probably runs one of the best haunts in Illinois in the country, honestly. And I mean, even for when I started to, um, to just, you know, they found out that I knew a little bit more than just, ah, I can be a, fu- a scary actor. Uh, I got to talking with a uh, Tyler operations manager and um, that I had a musical background and um, it kind of went on from there. And he's like, Hey, why don't you make something? I think in December is when I started making the first track for the soundtrack and uh, Mike Fitzpatrick and Tyler and I were all like, Hey, what other haunt has an original soundtrack? And we said, that would be so cool. Cause what I noticed is a lot of haunts you go to is either, like uh, Power Man 5000, Rob Zombie, <laughs> you know, you know, it's yeah. really fun outside in the line. But when I'm in the attraction, I want to feel like I'm in a horror film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to feel like I'm in a video game. I want to feel scared. So I wanted to try to um, I mean, of course, I've never done a horror soundtrack before. I've, I've always, you know, dabbled in uh, teaching myself for a long time. I had a long history in uh, audiovisual and uh, of course, in in bands and playing in bands, I think you've interviewed a few people I've played with. I'm sure uh, I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, that's the whole thing is that I was like, I, you know what? I love horror so much in the genre that it has. I think I could do it. So I think it, in December, that's when I made the first track. I sent it. I sent it over to the rest of the staff, and then it just went off from there. And now, uh, uh, 2020, I'm a haunt lead. I'm part of the uh, as a haunt lead. Uh, for many people that don't know, it means I'm a part of the build crew. Of course doing the soundtrack. I'm also the in-house audio designer, composer, engineer, and then a part of the build crew helping with the help working with everyone. We have such an amazing team um, from front of house to the line control, to the actors, to the builders, and to the designers and the artists. Um, I got, I just kind of got swept into this world and it's become my life now. And I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very, I feel very fortunate that I, I found such a niche and uh, making the soundtrack was just, at times I was like, Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But then the more I experimented and the more I did things, the more it, it really came out and became something. What I want to try to do right now, and I, I've mm-hmm. experimented with this to some success. I want to try and play the trailer, the video trailer for this year's haunted house. I'm going to do a little screen share here. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that works. Can you see it? Uh, I think it is started screen sharing. I see it. Welcome Good. to the Elgin okay, Asks Good Company. Your tool, 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 tool. Asks Good Company. Welcome to the Elgin Asks Good Company. Your tool will begin. I don't know how good the quality is. Salvation. Good luck finding it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh man, that looks great. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was really fun uh, shooting that, and uh, the same thing is that that uh, that track. I had a few uh, songs in mind to do for the trailers, and a lot of a lot of haunts will use just like free royalty free trailer music type of uh, sounds. And I did try to do something like a horror film type of uh, trailer uh, music, but then I made this one particular song uh, that I really wanted to make an homage to the aesthetic of the haunt. A lot of the haunt kind of is very much inspired, or at least for the soundtrack of mine, I, I love horror video games. And one of my favorite uh, horror video games in the genre is Outlast, if you've never heard of it. Outlast 1 and 2, an amazing soundtrack. And I, and I really liked the, um, the rustic and the um, very like witchy vibe to it, but it was also industrial in a way with lots of clanking and, and sounds. And I, I was like, that's, like, that's good because it's not just like generic horror of, uh, a theremin waving in the <laughs> distance and you know the creepiness but i wanted to do something that was a high in adrenaline to not only put our our guests at, at edge but also to give our actors a lot of energy sure fuel to use and uh one of the songs i made was called uh, a bloody machine it's going to be on this original soundtrack we will be selling at the haunt and um it was uh originally it's a much longer song because it's, it's a part of like the in, in interior of the haunt it goes on for a little bit. So I ended up having to make an entirely different edit for that just because we liked it so much. We wanted to make a trailer edit cut. So I went back, I love and it. spiced it up, gave the editor some editing candy. But that's the kind love of things it. that we can do. Yeah, but. So you're going to sell the soundtrack at the hunt? Yes, we we're going to sell love the it. soundtrack. Yeah, the CDs have been made. Um, the CDs right now, I'm still uh, packaging right now, but the CDs are also going to have a, um, a digital download code. Cool. So even if you get the CD, I mean, I like collecting CDs. Most of all the albums I own personally are soundtracks. Um, but I each CD, that. I'm going to be giving out a uh, one-time code to download a Lossless Wave or Flack or whatever you want on the album. So let's talk a little bit about the location for yes. Evil Intentions. Uh, is this, this isn't legit, the Elgin Casket Company. That is that is legit. It was legitimately an Elgin casket company. Was Stop a, it! It was a casket. This is like a comic book. You know how like the Joker <laughs> like has a warehouse that's like an abandoned playing card warehouse. Like it, this is almost too perfect. Yeah, that's what I thought. I kind of when I first went there, I was like, no way could this actually be a a casket factory? But it was. It's very dirty in there. <laughs> I mean, it's very old in the sense is it, it's, it has so much history in the building. I mean, we clean it, but it's an old, grimy, scary, creepy place. And uh, there's a lot of history in it. I mean, I think even John F. Kennedy's casket was made at that very plant. Uh, so there's a lot of history there. A lot of people say it's haunted. A lot of people, you know, very much so certainly say it's haunted. Uh, the time I've been there, a lot of creepy stuff has happened. <laughs> I have to say, I'm a bit of a skeptic, but I find days I'm I'm running out of rooms, going up. Forget that. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy in there. Because I'm right there with you. I, I'm 100% not even skeptic, like non-believer. So yeah, it's creepy. Like it, there's just unexplained things that happen in there. You kind of go like, oh, it's just an old building, but there's things like making me go like, the hell. <laughs> Sounds like a great place to work. Yeah, and we do we do also uh, have ghost tours off season. Nice. Where, you know, we allow people to come in and maybe contact something, find something, witness something. We do we do offer ghost tours on our website as well and on Facebook. But the the place is just it's it has so much like natural ambiance to it. Yeah. And I think that's what sets the place apart from a lot of haunts. I mean, I love a lot of haunts, and um, they can have amazing detail and amazing acting. 
but I think I think a lot of haunts go a little too funny. Mm-hmm. I think funny I is good, but sometimes they go a little too funny. I but evil intention is way more about just really like zoning in. It's it's that. what we were saying earlier. It's the experiential thing. The experience, it's, yes, absolutely. You it, have it, to really be immersed in what this is. You want you want to live this experience. Yes, you want to live it. You want to take it home with you. And that's that's the other nice thing is that you can take the haunt home with you. You get the soundtrack. You can play it at your home haunt setup. That's actually a great idea. I know. I, I would. I mean, that was that was kind of cool because I know uh, I think that's the thing I discovered is when I started uh, working uh, in the haunt industry, the um, there's so there's so many people that are home haunter enthusiasts to the point where they have like Facebook groups and support groups and places where they say, Hey, the skeletons are out of, out of stock on at this uh, home Depot, but they're in stock here. You can go get them now and go get these 12 foot skeletons. You know, it's like, they're all about it. And I mean, like in my family, I've always, always been about setting up, you know, graveyard displays in the backyard, hanging ghosts out of trees. Uh-huh. I mean, Halloween's my favorite time of year. It always has been. Sure. But, but I, I used to be terrified terrified of haunted houses. I, I wouldn't go in them. I was afraid of them. I, I remember my family taking me to um, Fright Fest, Six Flags Fright Fest, and he used to scare the living Christ out of me. I, I would, yeah. I, I would hate it. I would absolutely hate it. I would want to go home, but then I'd get home and go, wow, that was so much fun. You know, it, so, it's all about who it's all about who you go with and like being able to laugh at yourself at how you're reacting and just appreciate just the, the, the care that goes into creating this world. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that that's the nice thing is that um, uh, the year, the year prior to when I joined in 2019, it was their last season and the older side of the casket factory uh, was an older side of the building. It was really starting to deteriorate. That was the year I first went through it. And it was an amazing, amazing build. And, um, but they had, it was just an old building it was falling apart. They had to get out of it. So within I, I, in a very short amount of time, they had to move the entire haunt, tear it all down, move it to the new side of the building, rebuild it and add more and make a whole new show in, in like half a year. And it was, and that's the year I joined. And, 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 and do all this under a pandemic. Uh, and oh, this year, especially that was the previous year of 2019. Now 20 we say, okay, now this year we can thicken the haunt out, add more stuff, add more rooms, just make it even better. And then of course, COVID hit we are, became yeah. a, a very uncertain time. I mean, even with my soundtrack I was working on, I was like, should I stop? Should I, should we, are we going right, to open? But, yeah. Am I just spinning my wheels here? Is this am gonna... I, I don't want to rush to master this and finish right. it and make, make these CDs. If you know, I could make the album even better. If the bill could be even better, you know, the money that can go into it that we're not, you know, not going to see back the, the stress I've seen it put everyone I've worked with under it was, it was really hard. And we're, you know, we're very hoping that the season goes really well. I think, I think, well, I think it will. People are out. starving. Yeah. You, you said it. People are, are starving for entertainment, the feeling that they are alive and nothing makes you feel more alive than having this shit scared, <laughs> shit out, scared of you. out of you. I think that's the thing. It's like, um, I, I mean, we, we of course are going to absolutely insist on people's like following and hearing to rules. Oh yeah for COVID safety, for um, COVID safety measures. But I mean, we, come on, it's October. We, it can be done safely. We can scare you safely. So let's do That's it. That's the bottom line. And <laughs> it, was, it was really important for me or to me to start the interview by asking the, the safety question. Absolutely. That, that is 
everyone's biggest concern. And we all, as desperately excited as we are to go to a haunt, we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you've really put a lot of time and thoughtfulness into how to execute this. And yeah, I use words um, like execute just because it's execute. a haunted house. Oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. There is the executioner there. So <laughs> of course there is. So is there, there's gotta be an age limit on this, right? Um, with parental supervision. I mean, I, uh, personally as an actor, I, um, this is a funny little story, but when, when kids would see me in the haunt and they were with their family or their parents, they would, uh, of course they would start crying. Wouldn't want to move. I feel horrible. Yeah. Part of me wouldn't though. Part of me wouldn't, but part of me did. And I, um, I was, uh, trying to do anything to cheer these kids up and get them to go. And I was ripping pages out of a book. Well, actually a Bible. And I was giving these, these kids pages of Bibles and I was telling them to take them somewhere in the haunt. And I was making them, I was trying to make them feel better. And I think that was like the funniest experience of the first time is acting. I was like, you know, oh, <laughs> giving a little page of a Bible. I was like, here, take this. And the parents going, like, Oh, wow. You get to keep that. Oh, take it with you. And, uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it was like, that was one of the funnier things. But yeah, we have, we have pretty young people come through. Um, we have, you know, a lot of high school kids, sure. teenagers, they all, they want to, you know, the boyfriends want to show how brave they are, but they uh, end up using their girlfriends as a human shield. You know, you see it all. Always, always. always. That has happened since the dawn of time. <laughs> yeah. Use, use your girlfriend's shield. Very macabre, but you know, it's. <laughs> I, so I, I, you, I know you see you, it all the way a haunted house like evil intentions works you have to keep everything close to the vest you want everything that happens to be a surprise we saw the trailer is there anything you can tell us about the experience you said it's multi-level multi-level uh it's going to be um dark okay (laughs) it will be dark Uh, there will be dark areas there will be a lot of a lot of vistas a lot of great sights you're going to see stuff just by the sets alone and you're going to want to you'll remember them I think I think uh, all of us we like the team has done an amazing job. They have all done an amazing job this season, over the summer and the heat, working and and trying to make the this this place just come alive again. And um, uh, for each season, it's such excitement seeing everything just get further and further along in the build. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're uh, you know, I, I you know I the best thing I can say is to come and see it yourself. That's it. That's, That's it. You're a salesman. <laughs> All right. So, and this has a soundtrack or really more appropriately, it's a, it's a score. Yeah, it? It, it is. It is more more or less a score. There is a uh, strings and I, I pretty much composed a lot of the songs. I did a lot of violin, piano, uh, you know, in any ways that I could, even if it was just DAW VSTs for, for violins, I had to simulate uh, full orchestras in a lot of time and get that sound, that full body sound. I did have some uh, older recordings of, um, just string pulls a friend of mine did for me in open rooms. And I just had to work off of those and duplicate the audio over and over and over and over and over and take parts and parts of the tread, parts of the low and try to make it sound bigger than it is. And I think that was the funniest thing in the soundtrack. I had, I had to do a song where um, we had like a a chant, uh, a Latin chant and um, and I had to try to make it sound like a choir was Mm -hmm. singing it, but doing, during, I was like, Oh, I'll get some people together and I'll record it. Set up a couple AT twenty twenties. That's it. In a, a big empty room, we'll be fine. And then as the COVID hit, I was like, I don't want to get that many people together. Right. I don't want to be responsible for that. I'll just do it myself. So I stood in my shower. 
I stood in my shower. I put a microphone in different rooms. Uh, I recorded some of it outside. I layered it and tried to make it uh, seem as um, big as possible. And I ended up making like a choir with just my own voice. That's I, awesome. I taught myself how to uh, Mongolian throat sing just Ooh. a little bit for one of the, for one of the tracks. I, my, it destroyed my voice. I, I, I just could only do like two notes and I just got a good recording of it in my shower. And that put, I put that in one of the songs for the, um, it's called the black church and the, and the album and the uh, choir song is called Malava Volatate. Um, uh, this, this is my day to talk about Mongolian throat singing. I was just talking about the who before we, uh, <laughs> Oh, I love the who I love the who I love the who I love, I love Mongolian like biker metal. It's so it's, it's the, so... I was say I posted this on social media earlier. Uh, the Gehrig from the who came out last year. I, I, I still listen to it. I, yeah, I, I go on daily walks and I, more often than not, I end up defaulting to one or two songs off of that album. It's almost like the most rustic worldsy blues you can listen to. Yes. In a way, <laughs> like just heavy and exotic at the same time, but also very like you're at a biker bar. <laughs> the, last time I saw him was last Halloween. They played yeah. Halloween at the House of Vans. Oh, geez. I, I don't know. I would have loved to see them. I, I have a very... You know, people say I have a very odd taste in music. I like to listen to everything, but yeah, I, I, I thought um, I didn't want to go full um, Mongolian. I just wanted some low chant mantra throat singing um, because I there was a one particular game uh, soundtrack that was a huge inspiration to me just in like horror and uh, in the genre itself besides Outlast was the... Um, the soundtrack for the game Siren. It was a Japanese survival horror game. There's several of them, but Siren had a very interesting um, take on their soundtrack is that they used old classic Japanese instruments, old classic um, Shinto shrine, you know, bells, instruments, si uh, an old siren. This was even mm -hmm. predating um, the game Silent Hill where they had the creepy siren going off. Um, they had this creepiness but it was also very like religious in the shintoism and japanese uh, culture and i was like that's so cool sorry my phone's ringing <laughs> um if, if anything i could say that maybe like when i heard that i could develop that into a um it, somehow mixing like faith but not exactly western faith but trying to make it attach itself to like this is a new brand of faith but they also use throat singing in a western setting so that's what i tried to do with the the black church track so you'll cool. be able to hear that while you actually walk through the black church inside the haunt that's so um, cool. yeah it's it's gonna, it's really cool it's a very heavy you know really down low and just I, I i had a lot of fun making it it's probably one of my favorite it's one of the simplest songs i made but it's my favorite song i think well now I, now i know i'll be listening for that <laughs> if, I, if I if I can focus enough, um, oh, yeah. and what's going on around me, uh, I think the scariest thing we we experienced tonight is: Do you have a landline phone? Yeah, I, I do. We usually have it unplugged, but uh, for some reason, uh, someone has plugged it back in. So now it is ringing constantly with people from Budapest telling me that my iCloud has been hacked. So I've been hearing yeah. it all. Yeah. Well, I, I turned my phone off, so they're calling you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So again, Evil Intentions, 900 Gray Street, Elgin. Mm -hmm. It opens again, which date? On October 2nd. And you're going to want to get tickets online, get, basically online. get reservations. Yeah. Even if you get there. Yeah. Sorry. Even if you get there, uh, you can still on your phone, select the time frame. You know, we encourage you if you do get there to wait in your car. Yeah. Go out to a restaurant, go to a bar, you know, social distance at a Chili's. 
mm-hmm. then you know then come to the haunt or you can wait on wait on wait on the uh, in the parking lot until it's your time slot to come in but it's all listed on the website please continue i'm sorry i, I know chili's does have the bottomless tortilla chips which yeah exactly it's, it's delightful all right uh so evil intentions the website again tim stedman uh eihaunt.com and all of our information is listed there our COVID safety information all our information of where to purchase our tickets or scheduling and everything you want to know, uh, including a little history about the building. And you can also find us on Facebook. Of course. Abby. Mm-hmm. Evil intentions. Yes. All right. I'm going to stop the Facebook live. Thank you, everybody, for watching this live in the moment. That right there, that is Tim Stedman. He is from Evil Intentions. Go see oh. him and all the other ghouls, miscreants and creatures there. <laughs>